Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we're talking about the end of the world and how it is always at hand. So we're going to be exploring the meaning of this, the importance of micro-death daily, and the secret to life. So I got to thinking deeper about this idea that that the end of the world is always at hand because I was listening to a Jordan Peterson lecture and he had brought it up and he was also talking about the flood and about how the flood, like in Noah's Ark, is always coming. It's inevitable. So it's important that we have our arcs ready. In life, the flood is always there. Jesus mentions this too when he talks about having a house built on the rock because the storm is inevitably coming. And the question is, will you be prepared? Jesus says, if we hear his words and put them into practice, seeing the truth and knowing the truth, we are like wise men who have built our house upon the rock. Someone who's preparing himself for the storm, the flood, the end of the world, because to not think and to ignore that the flood is coming, that a storm is coming, the end of the world is coming, it would make no sense. We know it's coming, so we must remain prepared. And when I say the end of the world, I don't mean it in a sense of some zombie apocalypse, but the end of your world. And I'll dive deeper into that in a second. And Jesus also tells us that we have to lose our lives in order to find it. In a sense, it's the same thing. You have to, the end of the world is always at hand, the end of your world. It makes no sense, really, but the further we dive into it, the clearer it becomes. So let's say, for example, like your current life, your current world is you somewhere on a mountain. And this mountain has no end to how high or how low it goes. You're standing on the mountain and where you are standing is where you are right now. And maybe you have a really good view on this mountaintop. Your view is amazing. Your current life is great. Things are going well, you're thriving, but at some point that flood is going to come, the storm will come, and you can also think of it as an obstacle. Something is going to come and knock you down in life, and your current life or worldview is no longer sufficient enough to get you through that obstacle. You know, at the previous level, you were thriving, but now in order to continue to move up that mountain, you have to find something new that is going to help get you through. In order to continue to climb, to get a better view from the mountaintop, you have to accept your insufficiencies that this current place you're at, it's no longer working. It's no longer serving you. And the only way for us to move forward, to climb that mountain, for something new to come into our lives, or even into nature, for new life to come into nature, something else has to die off. Some old part of us that's no longer sufficient, that's no longer serving us, has to burn up and die or be killed. Whatever is holding you back from moving up the mountain through the obstacle, we have to let go of, we have to move past, we have to kill. And this is that daily micro-death. This is losing your current life in order to find new life. This is, in a sense, the end of your world. The current way you see things. That's why the end of the world is always at hand. Because that storm is coming. 
but you never know. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, it may not be for 10 years, but it's going to come at some point. Because you have to have this ability to expand your perception. You have to be able to see things in a new, broader light. Because when you move higher up on the mountain, you do get this broader view. But in order to take in more, again, you have to free up some space within to be able to do that. Right? In order for new life to come into the world, in order for a new deer to be born, another deer has to die off. And so in order for you to be able to move up the mountain, get a broader view, you have to burn up some old part of you that is no longer serving you. So again, like I was saying earlier, it's not the end of the world in the zombie apocalypse sense, but the end of your current worldview. Because you have to think too, it's always the current level you're operating at that holds you back from an even higher, almost better level. Right, And that comes often with complacency in our lives. And it's weird how struggle keeps us moving forward, right? We have a little bit of taste of victory and all of a sudden maybe we're in the biggest fish in the pond and we feel great about that, you know, but that keeps us complacent. When you're the biggest fish, you're not moving forward. You're not struggling, so you're not growing at all. You are complacence. But at some point, life will reveal our insufficiencies. And you can either go about it one or two ways. With humility, an open mind and heart, or with resentment, bitterness, and a fixed mindset. And oftentimes, you know, when you do get knocked down, the initial reaction is that bitterness, that fixed mindset, that resentment where you're you're like, curse the world, you blame someone else, you how could God ever do this to me? That's all oftentimes that first reaction. But with time, we can embrace that humility. That second response can be an open heart and open mind. What is God trying to teach me through this? Right? And humility helps you adapt, evolve, and grow while a fixed mindset resentment keeps you stuck. And we know in nature, if you don't evolve, you die. So, it's also paying attention in our lives to those things that do hold us back because it's not that everything holds us back. It's only certain specific things that do. You're not burdened by every disease, but usually just one specific disease. It's like you don't get sick with all the cancers. You get sick with one specific type of cancer. So finding those cancers, those things in our lives that are holding us back and learning from those specific things. What is God trying to teach me through this. Pay attention to these obstacles in your journey and open yourself up to what God is, again, teaching you through that. And this is the micro death that requires us to let go of something inside of us that holds us back from moving forward. It's letting go of our current worldview in order to get a better worldview, a better view. But this death and letting go as easy as it sounds, will be the hardest thing you do because all animals, plants, and us humans know is life. That's all we know. We cling to life, which is the known, and fear death, which is the unknown. However, God is in the known and the unknown. We often fear death, again, because it's the unknown. We fear that dark forest, the deep waters, but in the unknown is God, and knowing that we can trust that through death, something better will come into our lives, that there is no reason to fear because he is in it all. And we 
cling, claw, scratch until our last breath. You know, when an animal dies, it literally will fight until its last breath because all it knows is life. But paradoxically, the secret to life is death. And another element that makes this hard is these transition periods between life and death. You know, we see this in nature. It's those awkward stages between winter and spring where you can tell that winter is ending, but it's still clinging. It still wants to be around, but you can also feel that spring is coming in, but just hasn't fully come into full bloom. And I like this saying that the start of something is the end. The start is the beginning of the end, but the end is just the beginning. It's weird because I think that ties right in with the the start of winter is also the beginning of the end of winter, but the end of winter is just the beginning of spring, something new, something better in our lives. These transition periods between seasons are difficult. You know, it's the battle against resistance and that resistance you face when you're working to head up the mountain, there is that resistance against you. The beginning, the start of something is always easy. The end of something is always easy, but it's that middle ground that's the hard part because if you think of a marathon or a race, everyone's there at the beginning cheering you on, and then everyone is there at the end cheering you on as you finish. No one's really there in the middle when you're all alone. It's that going through the dark forest. And when you're climbing... You face that resistance, and I think life is just going through these. The climb can be looked at as that transition period. You know, it's a series of climbs and then plateaus. You go through climb, then everything levels out for a while. Spring is in full bloom. Summer's in full bloom. Fall's in full bloom. That's that plateau, but that transition period is those weird, awkward stages in between. And eventually you plateau. Then you plateau for a while. It might be a while. It might be a day. It might be six months. Again, it might be a year. And then you have to climb again. And this is that ongoing cycle of life, death, and rebirth happening in our lives. You have to lose your current life in order to find an even better one. Your current worldview, your current world, has to end in order for you to see the world through a new, broader, more beautiful, loving lens. That's why the end of the world is always at hand, because all it takes is one person, one situation, one thought or idea to completely change your life and turn everything upside down. And this is why we must stay prepared with God in our lives, because you just never know when that might be. And it's not something to fear. Again, it's something to embrace because God is making a way for us. He's doing something new in our lives. Isaiah 43, 18 Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing something new. Don't you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. But the hard part is, once you have that conversation, once you come across that person, have that thought or that idea, once your eyes are opened and the scales have fallen from them, once you become aware of something, you can never unsee what has been seen. You can painfully, you can try to avoid it and ignore it, but it's always there. It's that elephant in the room. If you, you think if I'm not naming it, that it's not really there. And in a sense, it isn't, but it really is there. And it will continue to be there because you can never become unaware. And because of awareness, you're painfully exposed to the truth, which at first, again, very painful, but eventually that, that truth will set you free. And Paul tells us that all of creation is groaning in an act of giving birth. 
You know, new life is so painful. You see what a mother goes through to bear a child. But this truly is the beauty we find in struggle. So through humility, embracing this struggle, we stay in touch with God. It keeps our egos at bay, our hearts and minds opened. And it's death we can rejoice in and be thankful for. Struggle we can be thankful for. Suffering we can be thankful for because it leads to new life, a better view, something new and amazing in our lives. And you hear it all the time that as a door closes, a new one opens. We must trust this. And as we continue to trust that it's good, that God has a plan, he's using it all for good, the better it continues to get. We continue to climb the mountain. We continue to get an even better, broader, more beautiful things, more beautiful view of things. So I kind of just wanted to explore this idea and wanted to share that. And I hope you guys found some utility in it. Continue to embrace that micro death, work to let go, open your heart, ask God what what he is teaching you through these things, because it is all meant for you. He has a plan for you and he's using it all for good. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.